Hello and welcome to The Hearts Review with me Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week are Matty, Calvin and Spencer to look ahead to the new season, chat about the new management team, look at some of the transfers made, talk about our chances this season and we preview St Johnston on Saturday. Right, go on Calvin. Right, so this pre-season we started with a, a 1-0 defeat to Plymouth Argyle in Spain. Followed up with a, a moralising 1-0 draw away to Dunfermline Athletic Football Club. Followed by a 2-0 a victory over Scott Brown's Fleetwood Town behind closed doors so nobody could see it. We then followed that up with an absolute pumping off of Wigan Athletic who have not paid a single football player in about six months. Yes. Um, we then had <laughs> to hastily, we then decided because we didn't bother our arse to arrange any friendlies and we we're going to have a three-week gap and then had a hastily arranged behind closed doors friendly at home to Mansfield Town which resulted in a pumping <laughs> and an injury to Liam Boyce. We then rallied on Sunday with a narrow 1-0 defeat to Leeds United. I heard we had as many shots on target in that 1-0 defeat to Leeds United as we did in the Scottish Cup final against Rangers. Not, well, I didn't go because I wouldn't waste my money on any of this nonsense. But, yeah, I've heard like I've heard the same. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't great, was it? <sighs> Welcome back. <yeah. laughs> I thought everything would have changed. You know, I thought, I thought we were, we were going to get, you know, a brand new management team. We don't have a management team. We don't. But as a team, technically. (laughs) We don't have a manager. We've got a team. We don't have a manager. We've we've basically got the new style of like co-managers, don't we? We've got the new style of co-managers. Is this like when Gerard Huey took over at Liverpool? Why are we talking about this shite? (laughs) Because it's about the only thing. Especially especially that club. So are you saying Frankie McAvoy, Francis, is uh, our Roy Evans? No, we're saying he's Gerard Huey. (laughs) It's actually who the fuck is Neasy then? <laughs> Rob, Phil Thompson. <laughs> Phil Thompson, <laughs> the assistant <laughs> manager. Jeff Stellan's keeping his uh, seat warm from on fucking Sky Sports or whoever will be future host for Neasy now. Christ. What do, what do you make of the, the, the decisions made over the summer with the management and, you know, or lack of decisions? There wasn't a decision made. As I said on the end of season review podcast, we won't make a decision, and we didn't. We just let the thing that was already there become the thing that we've kept, and it's a fucking shambles. It might work out. I hope it is, and I hope it's brilliant. And I hope we've we've run away with third again, but on the face of it, they've not made a decision. But we've got a brand spanking new sporting director. What more do you want? It's not a sporting director. He's the uh, technical, technical director. Technical yeah. director, Te- whatever. Technically, he's got your oh, technicality there, sorry. Ross. Oh, um, oh. Calvin says, you know, like they've they've not made the decision and they've just kept the same thing, but it's it's apparently not. Apparently, things have things have changed because I don't know. I feel like Weenie's just had his he, he's been neutered. You know what I mean? It was like before he was on the touchline, he was all passionate and he was. He was giving it big licks, you know. He was enjoying himself. He was he was free, and then suddenly, you know, they've they've chopped his balls off, and um, he's n- he's now been relegated to a well technical director. Well, without want to go on a tangent here, I, I read there's a new directive in the FA about managers in the technical area, which I assume we'll adopt up here as well. But only one is allowed to be on the edge of their technical area. The other one's got to be like close to the dugout now to avoid people shouting at refs. Does that now mean that Naismith has that he's because he's not the manager? Well, against Leeds, I mean Francis was the one who was in the uh, on the touchline, and he was the one that was barking the instructions. Your Nasey was 
was sitting in the, in, in the dugout. Football club's a disgrace. I mean, it really is. <laughs> I mean, th- this is peak heart of Midlothian football club, isn't it? I mean, nothing is ever simple. Here we are sitting there on a nice sunny day at the end of the season, uh, you know, all talking about our hopes and aspirations and, and how, you know, positivity might just be round the corner. And then they fucking do this to us. You know, they say, I, you know, I, the, the head coach, well, sorry, the temporary um, head coach there, Stephen he's Naismith. Not he's not, well, he, he, well no, th- this well, was back then. Right. This was back then. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm going past tense now. Um, they were sitting there, obviously sitting there around the table and they're going, you know, you know, we could hire an exciting young coach um, from Spain who's managing in Sweden. Um, he's got decent pedigree. He might be the man to maybe take this football club forward. But then again, you know, well, absolutely. But then, then, then you've got Stephen Naismith there, who you know he he done an okay job, you know, to to turn around um, the previous manager's mess and um, almost got a third. Wasn't to be. Um, so there's potential there. Let's hire him. But then there's maybe just a lingering voice there in in that boardroom that simply says, "I've got a better idea. Why don't we make Stephen technical director and?" place Frankie McAvoy as head coach. I know he was assisting Stephen in those last six games of the season, but wouldn't it be a better idea if if he just took over and picked the team? And we could just say that, well, that was happening all the time anyway. So I mean, who's going to know any differently? It'll be a good laugh. I think that's the way to go. And of course, the heart's bored of sound mind and great decisions. I've probably thought, yes, that's a fabulous idea. And they've all stomped their feet and clapped their hands at this new fangled idea. And uh, there we go, you know, already with, what is it, one win and six in pre-season. Um, we look like we've regressed back to the relegated team. And, um, you know, I know people say, oh, it's only pre-season, calm down, but... Uh, but, I mean, we have been through some pre-season campaigns that have been rubbish. And, Aye, like and when we went down. Like, and, no, that's what I'm saying. You can tell a lot from pre-season. And, and I'm sorry, but when you're only having one shot in time... I know people say oh, it's Leeds, but it's a relegated Leeds team who have also been in disarray a little bit as well. Um, a lot of these players won't really be at Leeds for very long. You know. But also, in pre-season themselves, they're a week or so behind us because they're dope. I just thought, at home, right, against a team like Leeds, you think to yourself, right, get in their faces, get the ball forward, try and hurt them. And I didn't really see any of that, to be honest with you. I, I thought the tempo was pretty pretty poor it was pretty slow as lethargic as it is we've been used to over the years watching hearts and the unfortunate thing is there's zero pace up front now um and they've not addressed that yet i know they're uh, i believe we're close to addressing that but at the moment there's there's nothing up front to support shankland who looks like he's maybe carrying a few extra pounds as well um so i mean yes I, i'm very positive for us and i i'm very much looking forward to the season um, and I can't, I can't wait, as you can tell by the undertones in my voice. Calvin, do you, do you agree with um, what Gordon's saying? Or I just want to come in on the point about pre-season not mattering. It's, I've always been one of the biggest advocates. It's about getting minutes. It's about getting things. And if you just take it as a results-only thing, in isolation, it's not the end of the world, right? We've no done that well in pre-season. It is, in the, it does give you indicators. The problem is that everything else alongside the friendlies have been a bit of a shambles. So when you add it all together, like even going to something as simple as the kit launch taking forever, right? You then have the fact that we, we genuinely had a three-week gap of no friendlies arranged. So then we cobbled together friendlies against teams that realistically, 
I get, I get about getting minutes left, but what are you learning against your team playing Fleetwood and Mansfield behind closed doors? You're not learning anything with that, right? They're the sort of games you play right at the start when you go abroad for your two-week camp. Just and that those games are purely just minutes in the legs. So we we didn't arrange any friendlies when called together. We're then not just not winning friendlies, which is fine again, but we're losing them heavily against really really shit teams, and we're not playing well in any of them. It's not like. And we've not signed. We've only signed two people, so it's not like there's some mass improvement on what we've seen the tail end of last season. Like who's coming in to suddenly improve the squad? We've, we've signed two players. We've regressed. Yeah. Okay. So I, the right. squad regressed. Yeah. The squad. The squad regressed. Right. But all this in isolation, the, the, the seemingly the seeming constant failure to get players over the line at the moment, which is a theme now. It's not a one-off. Every player we went for, we've either missed out on, or the players who we are supposedly signing are now taking a lot longer to get over the line for whatever reason. I'm very worried about the transfer strategy overall, which seems to be unearthed gems in Asia and Australia, right? Which, even if you do, you always end up with this fucking about again. So, say we do sign these guys, the fucking about getting them over the line is going to take us two or three weeks into the season. The club, by and large, since the end of last season has been a total shambles. And that then mixed in with bad pre-season results. And they're not just bad. I mean, getting, getting absolutely scudded off of Mansfield is, pre-season or not, it's fucking unacceptable, right? It's it's a really really pro- now. Let's say if this was if this was one of the games in Spain where you're making eleven changes to the eleven changes at halftime, all the young guys are getting a run out. Everyone and you can take that with a pinch of salt. When it's two weeks before the season starts and it's your second last friendly, that's the games where you should be playing almost the starting eleven you're going to go with for the first game of the season, and to then not just lose but three like, one at home at Mansfield is. It's not a surprise though. Like this, this is this is the biggest issue with it for me. I mean, you can talk about these results in preseason. Do they matter? Do they not? The only thing that I can see happening, and it 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 it's the reality. The squad that we had at the end of last season was unbalanced. It was very very light up front. We had one option that could run, and we didn't renew his contract. We've not replaced them. So now we're now we're sitting in a situation where you've got Lawrence Shanklin playing up front where. George Grant in behind, um, Forrest on one wing, who's just not good enough at all to be at this football club. Like, it's it's not a surprise. I mean, you can take preseason into it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. If that team goes out and plays against St. Johnston without any kind of fresh faces in the attack, we will lose that game of football. Or we will struggle like hell, get one chance to Lawrence Shankland, who might bag it. But... We know how we play. We know how this team sets up. We know every single person in it. You know the midfielders. You know the wingers. You know the strikers. You know who's quick. You know who can play passes. You know who'll bring the ball forward. We've not got any of it. Like, absolutely none of it. The reason we worked at the end of last season, we had two quick wingers that could bring the ball up and Ginelli who could run in behind. And then we played from there. We've not signed a ball carrier. We've not signed a ball progressor. And we've not got anyone up front that can run. So, until that's addressed, which it hasn't been yet, we're going to struggle to score goals. And and what what do you make of the whole sort of management situation at the club? It's a fucking embarrassment. Yeah. Like it genuinely is something that you would expect a third division side to do. Yeah, like people are ripping like Gordon, the Gordon sat there about the quiet voice in the background of the boardroom, who we all know who she is. But um, <laughs> I think that's too much only, credit. It's only about I ten really, minutes I really do. I really do. I think I think I think you're giving it too much credit to suggest that that was a. 
oh, well, we'll just keep we'll just keep Stephen in place and we'll give him the technical director's role. I don't think she had a fucking clue that he didn't have the required badges in the first place. I think we went through, think, oh, we'll give Stephen the management job. Aye, great. He's been brilliant. We've went to appoint him and somebody in the background went, yeah, he's no qualified, mate. And we went, shit, which is why it took us four weeks to announce it because we had to figure out the fucking get around. But what do you make of that as well? Because, like, say if you were to apply for a job and you didn't have the qualifications to get that job, you wouldn't get the job, would you? That's a good old liar, I am. But... <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, no. I mean, it'd be like, know, if you apply for a HGV job, you know where an HGV license, you're not getting the job. That's what I mean. I mean, that's basically yeah, you what can drive done. A, you can drive an HGV, so, but legally you can't. So we've, is... we, we've basically hired an HGV driver who's coming in, sitting in the passenger seat and telling the guy with the license where to fucking go. It's an absolute joke. Yep. That's actually a really good analogy. Well done. Get him out. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Both. Uh, it's one of those bizarre things I've ever seen at this club. And by the way, there's so many to on that list that just takes the piss. I mean, it's almost like the whole Stevie Frail thing and Anthony Corabacha, isn't it? It's, it's the same. It's the same stamp. Yeah, and the same people defend the nest were, were raging though, about that because that was Vlad bringing in a puppet. Like at least that's that Vlad made a couldn't bit he be asked. I mean, these people are supposed to be asked. They're present. Vlad, Vlad was away. It's actually you know, picking a new decor out for his submarine. He didn't <laughs> give a fuck by this point. Where I'm sorry, this board loves to pat themselves on the back and tell us how fantastic they all are and how great a job they've done. But when you actually, you know, just take a wee, poke a wee hole in every single achievement that they've ever actually apparently achieved, um, you see that they've not achieved anything at all and they just continually make the supporters look like mugs. I mean, I want to defend them quickly, Rob. I want to jump in and defend them quickly. I mean, when you're substandard summer that they had 12 months ago and then completely rectified this year by the way congratulations on that one when you go through that substandard summer and um those terrible decisions cost you six million pounds appointing a management team that's going to cost you compensation is quite difficult so when one lands on your lap that's just been appointed because he retired a year early and still had a contract so we legally had to keep him at the club ends up doing a half decent job by winning two out of six matches at the end of last season you might as well keep him as not manager for the foreseeable future. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know? Do you not think? Do you not think the board are sort of hiding behind all these layers of management they've got? The board, the, the, because you know, if this goes wrong, the first person the fans will turn on will be Joe Savage. Yeah, and you're trying to say, "Oh, user, yeah, yeah. obviously saying absolutely it's nothing really." No, to listen, do with it. The, the end of the oh day. no, he's culpable. I mean, he's I, part of that process. Yeah, I, I mean, if he if he strongly disagrees with it, then you resign. Like that's thing because Joe Savage is already now under pressure because like Matt has already said last summer was a shambles, January was a fucking disgrace. We've blown us, we've blown six months. Joe Savage is one bad transfer window away from, in my opinion, he should go, and we're very very quickly heading towards another shit transfer window. But in the last month of that transfer window, yeah, right. I, think it's, I think one it's difficult though for for Savage because he's he is he is. Well, no, he is because you've got to remember he's he's there with the the the, the budget that the board will give him, and clearly he has tried to be ambitious and and he wants to try and improve the club, but he's only got a certain amount of, of money to do it with, and we keep keep being told about how we're debt free and how we've got seven thousand waiting lists, record season ticket holders, a fabulous new hotel on our way, and, and our main stand, um, that by the way was built twice, 
uh, over budget and well, technically is still not finished and actually now is obsolete after only being built five years ago because of course that 7,000 waiting list um, again another fanta- fabulous achievement from the board pat pat um, pat well done everybody yeah absolutely not pat in the back absolutely um, but uh, it again, looks pretty it looks fuck all like the original design it looks like a shitty office block but yeah well done yeah hotel um, so no we're all looking forward to the hotel and but I I just feel that, that they're more interested in spending money on chocolates to put on the pillows at the hotel than they are on a new striker. And I think that we penny pinch every single penny at Hearts. And people, remember the arguments last season, you know, oh, we can't go and sign Sims because, you know, we can't beat up our wage structure. And, you know, oh, by the way, you know, everybody, all, the, all the rest of the players will get mad and they'll down tools and it's no fear that one player's on 15,000 and the other one's only on four. Fuck off, right? That's that's how football works. You pay your good players good money. Usually nearly, it's the striker, by the way, that nearly, gets the most money. No, but we nearly missed out, right, on Lauren Shanklin's 28 goals over, I think they were haggling over, like, £50,000. It was something like that. Well, we missed out on a right back because we were like, mm, "Can we take him on loan first and then maybe yeah, give you yeah, some money?" Yeah. Which well, we Sammy, tried. We tried with thing, the Sammy Silver thing. They wouldn't even pay the extra forty grand to go in and match Middlesbrough's bids. Now, I'm not saying that we we, we would have then beat uh, Middlesbrough, but they could have got that deal done a long time ago before Middlesbrough even came in. So again, it's just it's decision making. It's it's haggling over the. The littlest things. If you want a player, go and get the player. Show some balls and go and get the player. Bring them in. Especially if it's your number one target, though. Like, if you're going after someone and going, this is the man we want to play in position X, Y, or Z, and he's going to improve the team, and we believe he's going to improve the team. Oh, what's that? You want an extra 40 grand paid over three years? Oh, no, I can't afford that. Yeah, no, that, 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 that'll be an imbalance in our structure, you know. I mean, it's just... Get a grip. You know, we've lost £6 million. You know what's coming, right? We're going to end up with another couple of Humphrey-style loans coming in at the end of August to, pa- to pad holes in the squad that we knew about six months ago. I mean, just just go back, listen to last season's preview, cut it, change a couple of the names, and it's the same shit yet again. We know where the holes are. We need a right-back. We've got one at the football club. He can't defend. No right-back. We need, in my opinion, still need another centre-half. We've signed one from Peterborough. Is that where he came in, Faye? Fair enough. Address that. We've signed a gamble in midfield, because that's what it is. The Australian boys a gamble in midfield. And we have, well, now that Boyce is injured again, one striker. Alan Forrest starting friendlies for us. Alan Forrest, that really worries me, by the way. I mean, he's he's started virtually nearly every every single pre-season game. Um, and I know they're trying to get two forwards in, but dearie me, I mean, Alan Forrest is not the answer. He's just, I mean, he should never have been signed in the first place. He, he, he's absolutely, he's one of the most lightweight players. I mean, he's about five foot nothing. He's not even got that much pace, you know, when you compare him to his brother. I mean, it's just like... Yeah, against Leeds, he looked ridiculous when he was trying to... When he was trying to run yeah. past, and they yeah, were trying yeah. to play balls through to him, and it just looked they, they, it just looked awful. The, the the only thing that gives me a little bit of hope is is Oda, I think, and um, you know, yeah, I, I I like Oda. He's he's a trier. He's maybe not the technically the most gifted player in terms of quality, but he's he's a player that will that will keep trying and trying and trying. He won't let his head go down. He's got a, a lot of pace, and I think he'll exploit a lot of teams as well. You, you've seen that in, in the games that he played towards the end of last season, but I just feel that. 
it's nowhere near enough and and they need quality they need experience in, in the top end of the park and um They've just not got that at the moment. And then when you, you add that into the fact that we're so lightweight defensively, and that ultimately is what cost Hearts uh, Europe last season, because uh, well, you know, automatic Europe. And, you know, we, we, we were criticising the, the previous manager, rightly so, but even one of the most lethargic and negative managers that I feel that we have, have had over the years could not set his team up to keep clean sheets. I think that tells you all you need to know. All you had to do against us last season was put a cross ball in the box Correct. and score a goal. Every bang, bang. single week. Yeah. Ah, Easy. Like. And uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully this Kent can come in. Number two, by the way. But hopefully <laughs> Kent can come in, play centre half with number two, and win some headers. He seems to be that kind of that. player. He and did do that. That, yeah, should did. Bring a, that, I mean, that should improve us massively. But... Josh Ginelli was so vital to how we played last season, not just in what he brought in, in terms of goals, because it isn't just about the goals. You could replace Josh Ginelli with somebody that brought you the same sort of profile as a footballer that scored five goals this season that would greatly improve our team. Like, we cannot go into the season with what we've got. And if we do, it needs to. I mean, if we go into St. Johnston, which it looks like we're going to at this stage that we're recording this, with what we've got, it's going to be an absolute slog. Because we know what we're expecting. Perfect You're game hoping. for St. Johnston, isn't it? It is, you know? it is. Oh, yeah. Because they can they can push up. St. Johnston can make that pitch small. They can get in our faces. Who's running behind them? It's not even that. I, I think that they, this is a team who's in disarray, right? Got so many injuries at the moment. Have just been pumped 4-0 off Sterling Albion and kicked out of the League Cup, right? That They could not get any lower. The last thing they would want is a team with even a remote bit of pace up front that would probably tear... I mean, as I said, they probably wouldn't want to play Sterling Albion again. They'd probably rather play Hearts than Sterling Albion this weekend. I'm telling you that right now. So Hearts will turn up there. We all know what's going to happen. Be side to side. They'll struggle to break them down. It'll be... Duh, 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 duh. Oh, here's a chance. Oh, no, it's not happened. And, and then suddenly everyone will be getting pissed off and frustrated. St. Johnson will get a lot of confidence because they've got to 60 minutes at 0-0. And then... You know, bang, they'll get a free kick high up the park. We'll give a lazy foul away. And then a ball will go straight into the box. And some defender that we've up never heard of, post. probably Ryan McGowan, probably Ryan McGowan, out of nowhere, will head it in. St. Johnson will go 1-0 up with 20 minutes to go and it'll just be a case of surviving. We might equalise late on, maybe get a draw and the fans might clap them off at the end. I won't be, but that's probably what's going to happen. It'll be, oh, well, we've started away. We didn't lose the game at least. You know, let's take the positives. We only won three away games last season. We should be grateful to draw away to the worst team in the league. <laughs> is it pray for a penalty? Is that what we're going into at the moment on Saturday? Who's fucking winning that? Like, in order to win a penalty, you have to actually have some pace to get... <laughs> Good point. Who is winning that? You need to be in the opposition's box. <laughs> see, like... I know we've went on the game now. But see, going back to the... Back to the, the point about the transfers... Are any of you worried that the club's fallen for its own bullshit? Like its own propaganda that the only reason we didn't finish last third was because of injuries to the spine of the team. And now th that spine is supposedly back. It's because they don't want to spend their money. That's it, yeah. It's because they don't want to spend their money. They genuinely don't want to spend any money. They'd rather, as Gordon says, spend more money on hotels and other gimmicks yeah. than the actual football team. I mean, Hibs have spent, like, near enough 1.5 million quid on a winger and a centre forward and they've gave about seven or eight grand a week to Levitt in the middle of the park. And we're sitting going... Well, we got some money back for Keo. Oh. 
even though we spunked about three times that on him 12 months ago. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, Hibs have just spent, Hibs, despite not having group stage football, despite having an owner that doesn't have anywhere near the money that James Anderson's, like, able to and hearts, without the foundation money that we've got going in, Hibs have just spent and spent 700 grand on a striker. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, we did spend, what, five on Sha- 500 on Shankland last season? And then met, went and got £6 million injected into the football club by being in Europe and blew the opportunity to get that again. Surely we can go out and bring somebody in. Like, like th- this guy could be Pish that Hibs have signed. He could be. Could be, but the, the intent's there. But if you keep buying 700 grand strikers, one of them's going to be good. I was talking to Gordon about it before the game as well. I mean, they, they forgave a lot of money for Boyle as well. Like, Yeah, yeah. I, I know. Uh, yeah. Nearly two, 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 two and a half million, I think. A decent amount of investment in that team, and you compare it to what we've done, it's dwarfing us at this stage. Because I've also signed like, and this is I mean, a football well, club that gets two sellouts a year. I always think that if you want to be a big club, you've got to perceive to be a big club, and you've got to put your best foot uh, foot forward, right? And you've you, you look at the state of Tincastle, right? They've not even replaced the advertising boards. And you look at the state of the carpet around the park, it's shit. It's it's fucking discoloured, right? And then you go and look at Easter Road. Look at what Aberdeen are doing as well, by the way. Even a dump like Batodri is managing get, uh, getting a makeover. And then you look at the, you look at Tincastle. Every time I go uh, along the West Approach Road, I, tar- I, I I can't even look at the back of the Roseburn stand because it's manky. It needs right? a wash. It's it a fucking disgrace. Does. This is our football club. It represents us. And and what are they doing? What are they doing? Oh, it's just oh, but but we're building the hotel though, and we put up some fence panels. <laughs> we done what? We put up some fence panels on the floodlights. Oh hallelujah! <laughs> and we signed oh. and we signed a Northern Irish international goalie. <laughs> what more do you want? Do you know what? Right? I do feel sorry for him because he's a half decent signing. I mean, I'd rather have just kept cheesy, but um, to bring it to bring him in, considering Clark picked up an injury and Gordon's no back, he's he's a relatively experienced goalie. If you need to throw him in, like. The problem is we've signed nobody yeah, else. So was Colin Doyle. So ah, McGovern's a hundred times a goalkeeper. Colin Doyle, but it was ah, McGovern was a good goalkeeper. He's thirty nine. He was a, seven years ago. I'd have been over the moon with that signing. But as a third choice goalie, he's a, a very solid option. But as Matty says, going out and signing him first was just it was it was actually really they were shit. taking the pass. It was actually really That's shit at the club. It was actually really shit at the club on his part as well because they know exactly what they were doing there. Where's the strips? Where's the sign-ins? Oh, we've got one for you now. He's not even going to be wearing a new goalkeeper top, so you're not even going to get that sneak preview. 39-year-old Northern Ireland international. And by international, we mean played one friendly that one time. No, he was a, he was a goalie in the Euros. Was he? Ah, yeah. He was a goalie throughout the Euros. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was playing for playing for Hamilton. He was their goalie in the Euros. When they, when they got to the quarterfinals. Yeah. That's what that's what I was saying seven years ago. I would have been over the moon with this sign. But seven years ago, I went down south for over like for. Oh, a, was that yeah. when we wanted to get fucking? What was the manager that was at Northern Ireland? Oh, Michael O'Neill. Michael O'Neill, yeah. Aye, and who did we bring in? Foodell. No, it was Levine. No, it was Levine. Levine. It was Levine. <laughs> it was Levine. Well, Levine same just pointed himself. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, we went for the Northern Ireland manager, the proper ambitious shout, and he thought, um, "No, you can stick that up your ass." And ironically, his new team just beat our B team the other day there. Yeah. Is he back in football? No, he's like, he's like the head head to the football. Isn't he? uh, uh, and they appointed Andy Kirk as the manager. All right. Proper pals for Well, I can tell you one thing. If Andy Kirk's out. now got a job at Breakin in management, we all know who our next fucking coach is going to be. 
Why would you bring in someone that's not already worked at the club? <laughs> Andy Kirk. Oh, look, we're going we're gonna to bring back Liam Fox, because why would you interview somebody new? This is Liam. Who's going to come in and do the job that uh, uh, this is Liam. McAvoy's been... Do you know what's incredible? This is Liam Fox's third spell at Hearts, because if you remember the first time he fucked off to go to Cowden Beef, uh, apparently he was statistically one of their worst ever managers, which is quite an incredible achievement. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they got relegated under him, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, and then he, he came back to Hearts. The whole history bottom of the third division as well. As good as, yeah. yeah. They, they were in the championship one year when we were there. Spencer, what, what, what do you make of the, the whole summer for Hearts? You just came in. Yeah, recruitment's been poor, in my opinion. I think we needed a major overhaul in the squad. Um, I don't understand why the man that cost us third place is still at the club. You know, Stephen Naismith had a wonderful opportunity towards the end of last season to to secure us at that third spot after all the hard work uh, Robbie had done throughout the... <laughs> to throw th- it away. Robbie had done throughout the season. Well, we were sitting fourth one point behind third place. Naismith just had to win at St Mirren away and his poor, his poor tactics cost us... Yeah, uh, the no, first half performance. Robbie just so actually, I know he's, I know he's at it here, right? But he has a, a semi-valid point. Is that Naismith had to win one more game, and St Mirren away. We win, we win at St Mirren. We get third, yeah. and we did not set up like a team. It, it worries me that we didn't go out like a team that knew that. Just like the last time Naismith was involved, St Mirren away, and we needed yeah. to win to avoid something very, very bad. We also unlucky against Celtic, weren't we? I think the red card changed that game. Might have a result that day if we. We were on, off, but. I mean, he's not wrong. Right. That was a disgraceful performance at Mirren away. Should have won that game. Um, just want to also, but that's, since you've brought that up, I mean, I don't, I don't remember if we talked about it much. Gordon probably did. See those people that went fucking tits at that penalty. We did already discuss this, but yeah, I know. <sighs> Never forgive them. But yeah, looking at the next season, I think, I think it's going to be a difficult season. I really do. Um, I worry about us away from home. I really do. I, I've got a bad, bad feeling about St. Johnson away on Saturday, and I, ho- I hope I'm wrong. And also, I don't, I don't know what you, you think about Motherwell as well. Second game of the season, I just, I just think their hearts look very poor. Well, I mean, it's going to be a bit difficult that because we're not playing Motherwell second day of the season. <laughs> Is it Killy? Sorry, Killy. Sorry, it's, it's um, St. Johnston, uh, Killy, Dundee, and then is it Motherwell? Yeah. So I, I think that's a four tough, tough games. I do. If, the, if, the, if those become four tough games, then we might as well just get relegated again. Well, we will get relegated again if, if, if we do lose those. Well, I'm not saying we'll lose them, but I just think our away form was, was obviously horrendous last season. I think McDermott Park and Dens Park can... I mean, historically, what we have one win in 11 years at McDermott Park. Dundee's not a particularly great ha- uh, hunting ground as well for us. Um... When the fixtures were first released, you 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 would have been saying that was a decent start. Hearts could get twelve points out of twelve, but I feel a lot less confident now. I could I could actually see us ending up with me like five points or something like that. Do you know that? And then what do you make of um, Frankie McAvoy actually getting the job? Strange, isn't it? I mean, you could understand it to an extent when um, they were sort of trying to play it off, just wait till Nazy gets his coaching badges and all that. But the way Frankie's came out and said, you know, the buck stops with him, and he's going to be choosing the team. Makes you wonder what the uh, the conversations behind uh, closed doors were were like, and how Nazy feels about all of this. I mean, is it a situation when Nazy does get his badges? Is he just going to step in and become the main man? I don't think Frankie's just going to. Don't think he's going to just going to step aside. No, is he? no, I don't think so. And um, then, and then, if it's to all go wrong, who's to blame? That's that's the big exactly. Question. Yeah, it's a strange appointment. 
I think it's going to be a difficult season for Hearts. I hope I'm wrong. I hope we magically win this uh, Conference League playoffs and we, we get into the group stages and we get a few more signings in and everything's rosy and this becomes a magical season, but I just don't see it happening. I think um, we've got problems uh, throughout the, the team. Defensively, we are very poor. Problems right throughout the football club. So, some people on the board are, are worthwhile having there, you know. Some like, of the, like who? Well, I, I think the, the vision of someone like Mrs. Budge, for example. And, and <laughs> what, what, what's the vision? A historic third straight championship title that she can put in her Toby Cap and she gets to I, keep it. I actually think the ambition should be, if we go back down, which probably will, <laughs> um, is to is to win that Challenge Cup. Would, would this be worse than the seventies if we got relegated? Yeah, with, with, the, money, with the money, the, the yeah. golf and finances between us and the, not sorry, with us and the other seven teams out with the, the sort of big five clubs, then yeah, we'd be worse than the seventies. We're not getting relegated. <laughs> We're not going to get relegated in ten years. Like we said that in twenty nineteen, didn't we? <laughs> how, how have we ended up here? Like, I mean, I'm, I mean, I know that, I know that we're shite, right? I can, I can accept that. But we're like fifth in the league, shite. We're no twelfth in the league, shite. No, Come on, no, guys. But then the thing is, we shouldn't. Eat... <laughs> yeah, just got to keep. got to just got twenty eight goals last season. We're not going down. No. I bet if he happens to get injured, that's my my concern. Is he gets injured. Because what happens if he gets injured? Liam Boyce will come in. Who is already injured? Like. James Wilson will come in. He'll be the next big thing. Do you know, right? He is actually the only bit of hope I've got for this season. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, why? He'll, he won't play a single minute. <laughs> Let me tell you something. James Wilson came on in the 88th minute against Leeds on a, uh, on Sunday. Now, Alan Forrest spent 88 minutes on the park, right? If that if that somehow makes you think that that um, James Wilson's going to get minutes this season. No danger because you know Alan Forrest should have just been hooked. Well, it shouldn't even been in the park. But um, I would have hooked him after about you know an hour and then pulled it. Right, there's half an hour for you, young James. On you go enjoy Ten Castle in front of a good crowd. Uh, but no, they gave him two minutes. Where was Forrest actually playing on Saturday? Like what position was it? Was um, in Luke Aylin's back pocket. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, to 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 be honest with you, I I, I don't know. I think the um, technically at one point I think it was second striker, and then he he moved. It looked like he was playing um, fullback at one point, and then he moved up a a, a further a little bit, moved up, and it was kind of winger. And then he was trying to uh, sort of link up with 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 Jorge Grant, and it just. Um, yeah, it was just a bit of a mess, really. I mean, I, I, I don't know how... I'd love to see his heat map, because um, I can't imagine it, it move very often. But um, And I think his, his actual... He must have touched the ball at least four times. God. Listen, this is a vitally important season for Hearts, I think, obviously. Last season was a vitally important season, no, and they made an arse of it, as usual. <clears throat> I mean, you don't, we don't get nice things at this football club. No. They don't give us hope. They don't give us enjoyable moments it's, they're just designed but, to cause but, us what about the, 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 the misery but the, but the board like I feel as if though they feel like they've got nothing to lose you know they'll not invest any money in the board yeah simply because they've got 7,000 people sitting there waiting for yeah. season tickets Which I, I, I think, think they think like I that I think it's incredible I genuinely don't think of us I don't think they think of us as fans what about the 7,000 because obviously you look back at like 20 years ago it doesn't seem like 20 years ago but 05, 06 obviously Tynecastle was absolutely packed two years later when we finished 8th Tynecastle was half empty, neither enough. There was reason. There, there, there was reasons for that. Yeah, but I'm um, saying if we if we're shite this season, then these numbers will obviously go down. We need to sort of. Potentially, <laughs> but there's there's a new crop of young fans yeah. who are uh, 
who are more interesting. I, so, I think so back if you don't, then, you don't think of her shape for a couple of seasons. No, I, 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 I don't see that happening anytime soon. Yeah. I think, I think the, the the issue, the football now is is different. It's is a, a proper day. I mean, we've been shite for the last eighteen months. That season that you were talking about, Hearts were going for the league title. So suddenly there was a renewed optimism about the club and it brought everyone kind of back. And then, you know, when they realised that the optimism was quickly gone and it was, you know, Hearts were officially back, people were just like, I'm fed up with this shit. I can't be bored with the hope. Where I think, you know, these this is a, a new young group of supporters who are wanting to come in and generally follow the team. And I think that was always going to happen from the success of winning two Scottish Cups in six years. Um, and you know, being in Europe and things like that—that—that that, that was always going to happen. I mean, if Hearts had won a league title, Christ, you know, they would be getting—they would have a, a season ticket waiting list. Uh, you know, probably about fifteen thousand. Yeah. Um, but I looked at Tin Castle on on Sunday, and I just thought, like seventeen thousand were there. They don't—they're not going to reward us this season. They're never going to reward says, us. This says season. us who go. No, we go every week. I include us week. in that. I include us. I include oh, us every week. That's why I'm talking about. That's why I question my life. I really do. You know, <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I, I follow these arseholes home and away everywhere, Europe and all that, and and they generally do. They give you fuck all happiness in return. No, look, look, last season they fucking ruined every good day out. They did. They, they, did. Ru- I they agree. ruined every good day. They, totally they, they, they ruined my games, life. The three away <laughs> games that we won last season, right? Was what Motherwell on the Sunday where we just drove through and because hardly anybody was there because it was it was on the the back of Riga, um and then it was uh, what was the other one Ross County we never went because it was a Sunday and then what what was the third game that we won St Johnson midweek exactly couldn't even properly enjoy that that was a good one though because we finally won at St Johnson yeah, yeah that was still, a good one but it wasn't yeah, a fine, good but it was day back out. in the car and way back to Aye, you, you look at look at like Pataudry's fucking day that should have been. Oh, Petodri, yeah. that to be honest, I had a decent day at Petodri. There was like a twenty minute. It was, but it was ru- too, it was but... ruined by those frauds. Are we are we are we looking forward to anything this season? No, Europe? No. Are we looking forward to Europe no. at all? No, no, we've got a trip to the Arctic Circle or a trip to Belfast. Uh, we could get a win. We could get a win. I didn't want I'm, I'm not going to be victory. funny, right? One of one of the few things I'm looking forward to, although it's actually we've got Ross County away on a yeah. Saturday, and I'm going to get steaming on the Danny Jinx that yet? The TV games, the TV games aren't out yet. They will listen to this and they'll make that a TV oh. game. <laughs> As a result of one of our failures, in fact, our major failure last season, one of the, the only silver lining to that incredibly shitty cloud is that most away games will be back to three o'clock on a Saturday now. Yeah. Right? So we will get, and just by sheer numbers, by sheer fucking odds, we will win at least one or two of those games. And we'll yeah. have a good day out somewhere. Yeah. That is the only thing I'm looking forward to this season at the moment in time. Am I looking forward to anything? Um, Japanese superstar who may or may not be coming in due to injury, um, and then Costa Rican superstar as well, who hopefully will come in, um, who may or may not be coming in due to visa complications. Um, so if these two can come in, then fabulous. Uh, they, hopefully they'll hit the ground running, and, and with uh, Shanklin and Oda will combined. I'm going to say 75 goals. Um, unfortunately, at the other end, we'll concede that, so we'll end the season with a goal difference of zero. And 38 um, points. Yeah, possibly. I mean, look, I think if you get 30 points, then like by Christmas, it guarantees you top six. Um, by March, I would say it probably gets you survival. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it'd, be, it'd be a good result. Um Am I looking forward to anything? 
this shouldn't be this difficult a question. Like, we're sitting um, here, it's, the week, it's like three days before the new, new day of the season, right? I don't think I've ever been sitting here this close to the start of a new season, less enthusiastic. 100%. Right 100%. They have drained the life out of me. I'm st- um, I've been depressed since March. Yeah, we do an overall prediction thing of where we think we'll finish in each competition. Aye. Go for it, go for it. In, so, Scottish Cup and League Cup as well. Out. <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> so where, where, are we get, where are we going out? Where are we getting out? To Partick Thistle, out. Right, first heard of. Semi-final League Cup, because we always get the semi-league cup when we have a shit league season. I think we're going to win the League Cup. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? I ain't an asshole, Matthew. I, I, I think it's time. I think uh, it's been time for the last sixty-one years. <laughs> I, I can't comprehend this. So this is the one bit where Ross, Ross is getting the edit. Of it. No, genuinely. How you've been so fucking negative throughout this whole podcast? Aye, but we're never. You don't good. have to be good to win a cup. Now we're we're never good when we win cups, apart from '98. But when even then we technically bowled. Bottled it a little bit. Bottled the league. Bottled the league. Mm. But we're, we're never good when we win cups. We're the cup. That's the only time. Again, bottled the league. 2012 were not bad. No, no we're shit. We're fucking mints in 2012. We were really bad. about the cup. So, for me, I think Big Francis is going to lead us to League Cup glory. <laughs> and he's going to go one better than his idol, John McGlynn, <laughs> and actually bring the trophy home. Spencer, you've obviously listened to all this. We'll give you, give you the, the sort of final word on all this. Um... Where do you think we'll finish? And do you, think, do you think we'll win the Scottish Cup, League Cup, anything? Frankie will lose the League Cup final to Dundee United. Um, <laughs> no, listen, see, see at this moment in time, we are, um, <clears throat> we need to make Dundee United are in the League Cup! Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh my God. Right, you fucking fool. So, so we're Dundee as well, aren't we? <laughs> Well, that that Dell will get a famous yeah. result. I keep forgetting this is the last 16, isn't it? So, like, we've yeah. not even played a game, and it's like hey, not too far. You've got a bite at the quarter. If yeah. you well, should have last year as well, but fucking. Yeah. As long as we avoid the old firm or Hibs or Aberdeen, we should definitely be going to the semi final, shouldn't we? As long as we avoid nearly half the draw. At this moment in time, three days before the season starts, I'd comfortably say that, well, wouldn't comfortably say, but I'd definitely say that Hibs and Aberdeen are stronger than us at this moment in time. So I think we need to have sign-ins if we're we're going to overtake them. Um, I just, I think we're a poor side at this moment, actually. I really do. Um, I I said back in May, I said, what if Shanklin's a one-season wonder? And that was my fear. And I have a feeling that he's not going to be the same player that he was last season. We need signings. So where are we finishing? At this moment in time, probably fifth or sixth. Fifth or sixth. But, but it could be third. If we get the right investment and we, we get the right players in, there's no creativity in the squad. Now that, that's, that's the issue. We, we don't look at a threat inside. And defensively, we look poor as well. And that, that when you have those two things, it's going to be problematic. I think there is creativity in the team. I just think there's no pace or penetration. I think that's the issue. A lot will tell. We'll have to see how we get on against St. Johnson and then um, then Kelly. We'll, we'll, we'll see how we get on, but I'll worry about this season. This this has 2012-13 written all over it. Tenth place. <laughs> Tenth place. <laughs>
I like this Spencer. Where's he been? I'm made of this. He's always been here. We're we doing St. Johnson predictions. Yes, St. Johnson predictions. Gordon, we'll start with you. Uh, it'll be a slog. Um, I mean, look, as as I've said before, you know, St. Johnson couldn't get any worse at the moment. Um, just been pumped four 0 off still in Albion. Um, they've got, I think, I th- I'm sure McLean said it was something like 14 or 15 injuries to what he would consider first team players. So they're on their arse. We're going up there with probably our biggest ever away crowd. Um, so really, on paper, it should be set up for a nice 3 4 nil nice start to the season. But it won't be that, because it's Hart and Lillian Football Club. So it's, it's I think it could be anything from a draw to maybe a 1-0 Hearts win. I would like to think we'll get over the line and win 1-0, but I would not be shocked if, if it ended a draw, which is a fucking disgrace. I, I, I'll go one nil hearts. I think it'll be a, a, a it'll be a long miserable afternoon, and we'll maybe score a late goal. I think we'll go one nil down after three minutes for a corner. <laughs> nah, seriously, um, it's the first game of the season. I need I need to think we've got a chance of winning it. They're murder, but if I'm a St Johnston fan, this is the one fixture you want. You want Hearts at McDermott Park to try and get you out of a slump because the last decade and a half shows that we're absolutely terrible there so I'm going to hope that it's 1-0 given everything I've said about the squad I know how the goal's coming it's going to be Lawrence only scores penalty Shanklin scoring a penalty and we'll win 1-0 it'll be torture and you'll get loads of people going ah, solid start to the season that'll mask over all the cracks of our terrible recruitment and we'll finish fifth yeah I mean I've, we've all seen this story before haven't we like 1-0 St Johnston like it's, that would I, be I, a fucking disaster. I it will happen, be. I actually happen to agree with you. I yeah, think it will be uh, one else I think I've, I've been here too many times before. Bumper away crowd, check. Yep. Team in absolute turmoil, check. Hearts away from home. Hearts away from home, check. First day of the season, check. Pump. Spencer. <laughs> it's got a nil-nil written all over it this Saturday, I think. St. Johnson nil, Hearts nil. Brilliant. Well, that's that's been a great harsh review, guys. Thanks for the positivity. Um, looking ahead to <laughs> this season. Um, yeah, hopefully we do get a win over St Johnston on Saturday. Until next week, goodbye. <laughs>